Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Amy Kochek is about to come on and talking about how to really own your story, free your story, and create your success story. So if you're the type of person who really wants to own who you are and use that, leverage that to make a big impact in the world, definitely stay tuned because we're going to dive in. Specifically, I want to talk to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. You're showing up, you're growing yourself, you're learning, you're doing the personal development. I want to support you however I can. If that's coming on the 12-hour marathon as a guest, if that's launching your own podcast, that's attending our Bali Flow and Fire Retreat in November, let's talk. would love to be a part of your journey and just be another step to becoming your greatest possible self. You, you can contact me via email, chris at beergps.com. You can find me on Instagram at I am millionaire Chris and facebook.com forward slash th3 burns. I look forward to hearing from you about your greatness, okay? Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week it's by Ari. Ari says, Chris's energy to help others to become their greatest possible self is really empowering. You can feel how he's being honest, laid back, and genuinely wants to help listeners to get the best out of each episode. Absolutely, Ari. Thank you so much for the review. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream marathon all day long is the review of the week. Go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the iTunes store and give us a review there. Thank you so much for doing that in advance and I appreciate you. Let's keep rocking and becoming our GPS together. I'm going to introduce Amy in just a second. Before that, though, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this woman is going to share some gold to help you grow into your greatness, own your story. And I think that's like one of the most powerful things that we can do. So you don't want to miss a single moment of this interview. Make sure you stay all the way through till the end so you can continue growing into your GPS. Let's introduce Amy. Amy Kochek owns a full-service writing business that offers coaching for writers, ghostwriting, editing, and interactive breakthrough seminars using the power of your story. Her clientele ranges from local businesses, influencers, entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants. And the goal is simple, using the power of your story to impact your life and the lives of your target audience. A byproduct of sharing your story is growing your business, building your brand, and solidifying your passion and purpose. The most powerful asset every person possesses is their story. And Amy helps organize, refine, and create engaging content that will attract the right audience and turn them into recurring fans and customers. She is based out of St. Pete, where you can find her at area coffee shops behind a laptop or chatting with the locals. And we're blessed to have Amy with us today. Amy, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I'm ready. Boom, you're ready. Let's do it. All right. We are live and becoming your greatest possible self. Amy, let's dive into the theme of today, which is dream destinations. What does that mean to you, Amy? Dream destinations. Well, I feel like that's twofold, right? So like dream destinations physically is places that you want to go that you feel like are where you'll feel at peace, Mm -hmm. restful. Um, you know, the idea of unencumbered by life, like just relaxing. So that's like the dream destination physically. And then I feel like mentally, emotionally, it's like, where can I find my peace and my rest? The same way that I go on vacation and I go to a resort or I go to a beach because I need to hear the waves. I need tranquility. I need rest. Hmm. It's like the same thing in life. I feel like so many of us are on this journey to find where can I go? What can I do to find the authentic version of me so that I can rest and feel tranquil and content? Hmm. So that would be dream destinations. Hmm. So good. You're so concise. I love it. I can tell you have a way with words, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing about Dream Destinations. Let's talk about how you serve your clients. I mentioned it a little bit in your intro and in your own words. Tell us about who you are, what you stand for, what your clients come to you for. So um, I am 
I, I always say that I'm all things story related. So I, I do a number of things through my business, which is I, I coach, um, I coach potential writers, people who want to share their story. Um, people who have maybe already shared their story and then just want to refine it. Um, people who are just looking to write better. So I do coaching. I do um, ghostwriting, which is where I help people who have a story to share and they're able to articulate it. They just, when it gets on paper, it gets lost in translation, um, the power of it. Um, I'm an editor. So everything I do is based in story because like I said, I believe that the most powerful thing that you possess is your story. And um I lived that out in my own life because it was, I made many transitions in my life, but the main thing that caused me to make that transition was I wrote my story. I wrote a book. Mm. The book at first was like this nonfiction, spiritually dogmatic, telling people this is what you need to do to change. (laughs) But what happened is is that at the beginning of the book, I ended up sharing all these like super personal details about myself that I had never shared with anyone and just writing it on paper set me free. Mm. So, um, that kind of set me out on my journey and my passion to do what I'm doing, which is just to help people understand the power that they have inside. Like so many people seek outside themselves, right? Like we read everybody else's books or we listen to everybody else's story and we're empowered by it. We think, man, that's so good. How do I get to that point? Or how do I have that much influence without realizing that it's, it's inside every answer that you need, every, every bit of motivation that you need, every breakthrough that you need is found in your story. It's just learning how to get that out without shame and guilt attached to it and look at your story and realize this is gold everything. Nothing in my life has just happened. Nothing in my life has happened to me. Everything in my life has happened for me. I just have to shift my perspective and learn how to, um, to take my life and use every opportunity for it to teach and help me grow. Mm, Gold. I love it. Amy, this is powerful. And I want to go back into the journey and talk about where did this, this, uh, desire to even write your story in the first place, where did that come from? So I'm going to do the condensed version because uh, I can be a little wordy. Uh, (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) I grew up in a, um, I grew up in a very, I grew up very religious and um, you know, anytime I talk about this, I want to honor my upbringing. First of all, I don't say this as a way to, um, to ridicule it. I'm grateful for how I grew up, but I did grow up extremely religious in a very dogmatic, um, rule driven religious environment. And, um, I was in, uh, I was in a church and they were having a, a conference at the time. And at the time I was teaching high school English mm-hmm. and I was asked to teach a lesson on integrity, which was very ironic at the time. So I was asked to teach this lesson on integrity and I, I taught the lesson. And once I taught it, people were, they loved it. So then I taught it once, twice, and in the span of, I think it was like six or seven months, I, was, I had taught it like eight times. I kept having to teach it. And every time I would teach it, somebody would say, oh my goodness, this is a book. Like you need to write a book. That, that, was, that was not even in my, in my mind frame. I didn't have a bucket list. I thought I was going to teach till the day I died. So I was like, I'm not writing a book. Like that's not a goal of mine. But every time I would teach the lesson, the content would become richer and I would get more. And I was like, the content was changing me. Like something was happening inside of me. So um, I remember one of my friends challenged me. He said, just write an intro to your book. If you were to write a book, what would the intro be? And I opened my mind to like, okay, I'll just write the intro and nothing's going to happen after this. And the crazy thing was, is that I woke up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. I'm not a wake. I don't wake up. Like I'm a good sleeper. (laughs) I woke up dead out of my sleep and something was pulling me to write. I'm not, I am not that person. Let me tell you, that's not me. And I sat down and I start writing this intro and then the intro became chapter one and everything that's coming out of me is my own personal story and my struggle with integrity because I'm growing up in this super religious system and I'm following all the rules and I'm doing what everybody's telling me to do. And I'm exhibiting what's supposed to be the good, you know, the good religious girl. Mm -hmm. But inside of me, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of questions. I felt like I wasn't me anymore. So as I'm writing this out, I'm looking at my life. Now I've lived it. I lived my life. So it's not like I'm presenting new information. 
It's just for the first time in my life, the thoughts and the feelings that I had learned how to shove down, right? Mm. We, we learn how to shove our authentic self down so well. The thing with writing is it becomes so therapeutic because what it is, it's like a free flow. It's a, it's a, it's a dump of a everything inside. Yeah. And it's like watching my, watching my life on a movie screen in front of me and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I've lost myself. Like the Amy I am right now is, this is not me. Mm. And I wrote, I wrote the book and um, self-taught myself how to self-publish because I didn't, I didn't go to a class. I didn't, I wasn't taking courses. I wasn't coached. Um, I'm just a huge believer that when the universe gives you an assignment, they'll get, you'll get the resources you need to complete that assignment. And that was my assignment for that moment. And I, I self-published the book and um, it took two years for me to live out to live out the the essence of that book, which is living your life with integrity, having who you are on the inside be who you are on the outside. And once I ended up going on that journey two years later, I picked up my life and moved. I left the religious system that I was in. And then I started helping other people write books because people are like, oh, you wrote a book and it was so great. And how do you do it? And what's the process? And I was like, okay, I don't really know, but let me show you what I learned. And then then I had a, a friend come up to me and she was like, I want to write my story. And I looked at her story and I'm like, ah, I don't think that that's good. I think I can help you make that better. And then I became a ghostwriter without knowing what ghostwriting was or what they do. Yeah. Once again, it was just like the universe was guiding me and giving me the tools that I needed to do it. And even when I moved here, I live in St. Pete, St. Pete, Florida. My, my job to get me here was a personal assistant. And I was an awful personal assistant. Like I was not. <laughs> good but that job opened up an opportunity so the the guys that I was working for as a personal assistant after a month they were like oh we need a writer mm. without me even telling them what I did and I seamlessly transitioned to ghostwriting for them so um I want to say that it happened all by accident but I kind of don't believe that I just believe that once I started to become open and mm. really when I started to look at my life and own my life mm. and say I don't know that I'm going down the path that I'm meant to go down. And this other path is really scary because it's unknown and it's risky. But once I went on that risky path, it's like every step that I needed to take me to the next step was revealed. And um, I started my own business from it, doing what set me free in the first place because I so believe in the power of it. I love it. Amy is super, super powerful. Tons of gold in there. I want to go back to the moment uh, that you said it took two years to live your message in that book about integrity what was happening in those two years so i truly believe that who we are is who we've always been right mm -hmm. it's just that um life events have a way of putting layers on top of our authentic self right and everybody's layers come from different spaces for me it came from dogmatic religion mm -hmm. and in those two years i'm still doing all the things right i'm mm -hmm. still attending, attending all the services. I'm still tithing. I'm still, and none of these things, once again, I want to honor. I want to honor. I'm not, not bashing religion. I just know for me, I had a lot of questions. And, um, during those two years, I started to really, um, ask myself a lot of questions about the way I was living. Mm. And was this the way did, did I really believe what I said I believe. Did I really connect to this to the, this dogma and these rules? Did I really connect to the message that I'm I'm basing my life off of? Like everything I did and and said and and my choices were all connected to this belief system. And as I started to really question question myself, quite like question the belief system, questions I had never let myself ask, or if I did ask, I would quickly pull back because you weren't supposed to ask questions. You just did, you know? So I started opening myself up to the hard questions and um, letting myself discover, um, discover what had led me there, you know? And I always say like, to really have change in your life, you become a private investigator of your own life, mm. you know? So I started to really look back and, um, look back at moments in my life where I struggled and like, it was almost like this, 
the real Amy was trying to break out, right? She was trying to have a voice and say, this isn't what we really want. And this is not true to who you are. But because I was in an environment that did not honor the authentic voice of Amy, it was like, I had to say, quiet, quiet. (laughs) That's not acceptable here. Be quiet. We got to, you know, go along to get along. Um, But after I wrote my story and I released it, Mm. it it's like I started to give that Amy permission. Wow. Like I told her, I, I hear you. And I'm giving you a voice now. But then here's the problem. When she started to get get a voice, I was like, whoa, whoa, this is too much, you know, because when I gave her voice, the voice said, we've got to make some drastic changes. The voice said, "Uh, we don't want this anymore. We want to do something different. And there there was conflict, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's never easy to to live your authentic, to live your authentic life. Right, especially if it's different than what the momentum has been up until now. There's people, there's relationships, there's love, there's you know value in what we have been getting. There's like a payoff in what we have been experiencing and to break those ties or to break the connection with what was and create a new what will be and what is, like that can cause disconnection. It, it might require disconnection from hanging out in those old places, doing those old activities, doing those those old habits to create a new reality. Yeah. I have found this um, with every person that I've worked with, right? Mm. Every single person that I've worked with that has written their story or told their story when they're done, Mm. they are never the same. Mm. Like never. And that doesn't mean like they go out and do something drastic. Some of them have, right? Some of them have like told their story, written their story. I'm falling apart over here. They've told their story. (laughs) They've written their story and they make like drastic decisions, you know, like, like myself, it's like this, this telling of the writing of their story or telling their story. They're like, I'm not, I didn't even realize this about myself. Like, this Mm -hmm. is something I never even realized, but everyone that's, that's had the opportunity to tell or write their story has been challenged by their own truth. And it's Mm -hmm. usually the truth that we keep shoving down, but it's like, once you, once you write that story out, then it becomes a process. And sometimes it's a tug of war because mm. the tug of war is between what you really want. But then the other side is what you know, that's going to cost you. Mm. Like that was the, that was the tug of war because I knew now, if I let this Amy, if I let this Amy out, she's not going to want to go back down. Mm-hmm. Like she's not going to go mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So once I, once I started to let my voice be heard and really start to make changes in my life, it was, it was traumatic. Because I lost everything. I lost the community of support. I lost friends. I lost, you know, uh, strong connections with people. I lost a whole belief system. I started at zero, ground level. When I moved to St. Pete, Florida, literally the only thing I took was my vehicle and my clothing. That was it, which was pretty evident with what I took emotionally. I took myself Mm. and literally had to start over. And that's the power of telling myself, this is the narrative of my life this far, Mm. thus far. This is what I'm seeing with my narrative. I can either keep going this way and I can keep my narrative as it is, or I can say, I want a, I want a new narrative. This Mm. is not what I want for the rest of my life. But I didn't even, I I didn't, I didn't realize how much it would cost me because it cost me everything, Mm. which is usually pretty evident with people who make major changes in their story with their story. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Amy, this is really, really powerful for anyone out there who's on the journey of becoming the best version of themselves. At some point, there's probably multiple points where there's like these, these identity crises where we have to give up what we have gotten, what we have used, leveraged, what have we, what we have become to get to where we want to go. Um, and yeah. it's, it's really powerful what you're sharing. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about, you mentioned like just really having clarity on the, the new narrative, right? You, you didn't yeah. know what that narrative was, who you wanted to become. And then you started going through that process. What has changed or what, what, what was the evolution that's happened since saying, Hey, I know I need to create a new narrative to where you're at right now. Like, what do you see as that new narrative that you're living? Um, I don't have to have all the answers. First of all, it's okay for me to say, I don't know, Mm -hmm. which before 
was very scary. Like you had to know. There was no choice that you could make that you couldn't follow with. Here's why I'm making these decisions. Here's all the people I've talked to mm. to make sure this decision is okay because accountability was huge. Had to filter all my decisions through other people. Um, and there was so much fear. Like even before I could make a decision, there was so much fear um, of is this going to be the right decision? And if I make this decision and it's wrong, could it could it change my whole life? Could I miss it? Could I miss my destiny and my purpose? Mm. Everything was so, there was so much hinged on one decision. And what I have, what I have done now is I make choices based on what I believe my internal voice, my intuitive voice is saying, which for years I I never even allowed her to speak. Like I said, that Amy, I shoved down. I let my, I let my, my intuition guide me, but um, I give myself permission to make decisions even if I don't know the outcome, even if I'm unsure of how it's going to work out um, because I don't need, I don't need a hundred different voices telling me a hundred different things and making me feel schizophrenic about my life. You know, Um, really, I just need to be clear with who I am and just start making decisions. Even if I fail or even if it doesn't go well, that's okay. Cause there's learning in the process. So, um, being able to say, I don't know, has been huge. And then the second thing is um, unlearning to learn. Mm-hmm. So learning how to let go of so much of what I was taught because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to make the difference between what I believed and what I resonated with and then what was, what was put upon me to believe. And I embraced it because I respected those people so much and their, their opinion of me and their affirmation of me and their acceptance of me meant everything. So I took on a whole belief system and a whole lifestyle because of other people. So when I left and I started over, I said, I have to unlearn everything. Mm -hmm. I have to start at ground level. And first of all, I just, I gotta, I gotta get accustomed to who is Amy. What do I even like? You know, as like base level as that sounds, mm. it's like sometimes we can be so consumed with people pleasing and so consumed with everybody else's wants and desires for our lives that we lose ourselves in the process. So it's like I've had to go base level to, you know, what do I what do I like doing? What mm. what do I want to do with my life? How do I want to spend my free time? What kind of friends do I want around me? What kind of, you know, what kind of of a home environment do I want to create? Um, so being okay with being a novice at life and starting over, even though I'm in my thirties, you know, like sometimes I joke with my friends. I'm like, I feel like I'm having like the same internal emotional issues that every 13 year old on the planet has just because like I wasn't, I, there wasn't a space for me to do that because you were told everything. You yeah. were told, this is what you believe. This is what you like. This is what you don't like. These are the types of people you hang out with. These are the types you don't. So it was like mm. a robot, like, okay, good. Let's say it's you. Let me do it. <laughs> so now it's, um, now it's giving my permission, giving myself permission to figure it out yeah. and not be afraid to say, I don't have this figured out at all. I'm a yeah. novice. And it's, it's being curious, right? Like you're, you're curious about what you like, what you're passionate about. And a lot of people have just been so caught up in that momentum and doing what other people tell them to, what's expected of them, society, et cetera, that they're not like, what lights me up? What am I passionate about? What do I want to do? How can they be the investigator of that life? What they, how can you like look back? Cause there's, there's breadcrumbs. Usually people like they, it might not be a big sign that says, this is who you are. This is what you're meant to be. Most of the time it's not 99.9% of the time it's not. Uh, But like you can look back on the journey and say, what were those times that lit me up? What were those moments? What were the events, the circumstances, the places where I felt myself come alive, where I felt like connected to my true self and mm-hmm. simply being in the pursuit of that that question and the answers to that question like you start to even pay attention in the present moment okay where do i need to go where can i go in the present to be able to create that same kind of feeling and you start to attract that into your life cuz we're looking for it yeah yeah 100% and i feel like 
when I'm a big believer in asking open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a big believer that your life will answer. Mm. So a lot of times when I'm searching for answers, I don't go outside of myself because I spend so much time going outside of myself. Mm. So, and this, this has been a difficult, a difficult journey for me, because like I said, any choice that I made about my life, I never made it by myself. Mm. You weren't supposed to, you are getting everybody's opinion on you at all times. Mm. And now I ask myself specific questions and I believe that my life will answer only if I'm paying attention. Your life is always answering. Yep. But you're just sometimes you're just not paying attention. The, mm. Your your life is always teaching you. But sometimes, like I said, we believe our life is just happening to us and not for us. So, like for example, I was talking to my talking to my therapist, and uh, we were talking about just romantic relationships, right? Mm. And she was asking me, she was like, well, what do you really want? And once again, I'm in the unlearning process. So I don't, I don't know. Cause I know what I was told and I know the type of person I was told you're supposed to attract this type of person is supposed to look like this and feel like this. So I told her, I said, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, that's a good place to start. She said, maybe you should ask that question. So, um, I asked my life that question. I said, what do I really want? If I if I were to really sit down and think about a, a lifetime committed partner or a, a long-term healthy romantic relationship, what would that look like for me? Right. And two months after that, right. It was like every other week, something would happen. A situation would happen and it would just get me closer and closer to this answer of what I really want. And after it was like at the two month mark, I had this like epiphany and I was like, this is what I want. Mm. That's what I want. And it was because I was paying attention to my life and all these circumstances, situations, people were coming in my life and I was getting closer and closer to the clarity that I needed. And I say that with everything, every desire that you have or the type of life that you want, it's so easy for us to say, I don't want that or that's not what I want. Okay, great. But what do you want? Yeah. You know? And when... It's, it's important to start with that question for people who are like totally unclear and maybe they haven't learned how to trust themselves and know what they want of, of their true desires. It's like, okay, well, what don't I want first? Like, yeah. let's just get clear on that. Let's chalk that up on the board, but don't stay there. Like, don't yeah. keep focusing on that say, okay, that's what I don't want. Opposite side, what do I want? And, and we can yeah. use that to kind of like push off of and to direct our North Star, so to speak. Yeah. The brain, the brain is a, is a very powerful muscle, right? And like when you ask your brain open-ended questions, Mm. you are prompting your brain to do what it was created to do, which is Mm. to create, right? Which is to, to go to work. But if all you're prompting your brain with is what you don't want and what you are displeased with and what's frustrating you, it stops right there. You know, Mm. like there's no creating after it. So if I just keep saying, I'm so frustrated with my job. I hate my job. I hate my career. Okay, great. That's a very, that's a, that's a like bump your head against a wall type of statement, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of saying that you shifted and say, what opportunities could I create or what opportunities are happening in my life right now that are prompting me to take the next step in my career? Mm. What? What hidden talents are inside of me that I don't even realize that are going to come out and show me how I need to pivot in my career, right? It's like a totally different perspective. It doesn't take away from the frustration. Yeah, that's there. We've already established that. But when you shift it and you start asking, once again, you start asking your life questions and prompting your brain to go to work and asking Mm. these open-ended questions, what then happens is you're alerting the universe, you're alerting your brain. Listen, I'm looking, I'm waiting for opportunity. I'm paying attention. I I know you're about to teach me. My pen and pad are out and I'm ready to take notes. So go about doing what you were created to do, which is teach me so that I can move forward with clarity. So Amy, I hear a lot of awareness and so to speak, enlightenment about the brain, about psychology, about how life operates principles. And of course, like the first thing I say is I don't know 
what I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything, right? So show me what I, I get yeah, to yeah. know, right? Yeah. And I also see that you're you're really studious in your craft and your expertise in creating content and writing. Um, was that always like a priority for you or did that develop over time? So um, as far as writing is concerned, this is so, this is so crazy. Um, writing, reading. Um, I've always been a talker. You know, from a very young age, I love conversation. I love words. I love talking to people. I've always been, um, nosy seems like a harsh word, but I'm just, I've always just been very interested in people's lives and yeah. people's stories. Yeah. So pa the, the passion for me has always been there to really get to know people and just not just like, not just know superficially. Like, I just really want to know, I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know what's underneath all of that. Yeah. So that's always been there um, and just kind of grown and um, morphed into what it is now. As far as the writing is concerned, I'm not, I was not a, I was not a writer. Like I didn't sit down and like, I wasn't, I'm not a journaler. I'm still not um, any, like if I do journal, it's just, I feel like journaling, you know, like some people are like adamant, like every morning they right, get every day. <laughs> yeah. The minute that somebody puts a rule to something, it's like every day I'm already like, oh, whoa, I can't. I can't. Um, but as far as writing is concerned, it just, it never, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing for me. Hmm. Um, I mean, I did a lot of writing when I was in college, obviously, because my major was English and I was an English teacher. So it was, it was present, but it was from a scholarly perspective and an educational perspective. And it started to shift to a more creative, creative side only when I started writing my own story and then really started exploring the, um, exploring the power behind that. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. And uh, what's, what's the little one's name who's barking? Oh, listen, <laughs> I've had people calling me on the computer. I've been dropping stuff. This is real life. This is Marley. Um, Marley, if you follow me on social media, you've seen her a million times. Oh, so She's the cute. best. Yeah. I love it. Love yeah. It. So awesome. Well, I uh, appreciate Marley being there. I'm sure she's an, a source of inspiration and uh, she amazing, is. amazing companionship for you. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. She like, is definitely. Channel your creative juices. So I want to talk about um, your show. I know you have a show and you create um, video content, do interviews with people. Tell us yeah. when that became important part of your journey and why. So this is really funny. Um, well, I guess not funny. Um, so everything in my life, like I said, um, I'm just such a huge, um, huge advocate of organic flow mm -hmm. and that things that happen in my life usually start as thoughts. Like this would be cool if, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't feel the need to force it. I don't feel the need to like control it. It just starts as a thought. So, um, I had a thought. And at first I was like, I want to, I want to interview people and just tell, ask them to tell their story. Yeah. And, um, I want to put it online. Mm -hmm. So when I initially started doing it, it was right before, uh, right before my dad had passed mm -hmm. and I had collected like three or four interviews, but they weren't really interviews. I just put a microphone on people and sat them in front of a, camp, a phone with a tripod yeah. and just had them talk. And I just left it on my computer. And then when my dad passed, I shut down a lot of stuff with my business and just grieved. And um, I just got rid of the idea. And then earlier, well, I think it was a few months ago, I was talking to a really close friend. And that idea came back because I was telling her, I said, you know, I don't think people realize the power of what they have inside of them. I said, I just, I don't think that they get it. I said, because when I'm talking to people about what I do, right? So many people will say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book or, oh, I've, I've been through so much in my life. Or I know someone who has such a great story and I'll always follow it up with, well, what are you doing with it? You know, and then following that are like a lot of really valid excuses, you know, like some things that they say, okay, I get it. But it doesn't dismiss them from the responsibility that comes with the power of their story, you know. And at the same time, I, I felt like so many people were sitting on these gold mine, these gold mines inside of them, these stories. And I'm thinking, how many thousands 
millions of people could benefit just from hearing this story, Mm. you know? And I got frustrated because I felt like we think that a story is only valid if it's sensational and can go on ABC news, Mm. you know? And while I honor those stories, um, there's people living everyday lives that are overcoming some really amazing things and have wisdom that they don't even realize that somebody on the other side of the planet needs to hear just to get through the day, Mm. you know? And I was talking to my friend and I said, I'm going to do it. I had this idea a year ago. I sat on it. It's back. It's strong. I want to interview you. You'll be my first one. (laughs) She was like, well, how are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. We're just going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And you know, it's Google is a very powerful thing. Most of the things that I've done up until this point is self-taught. I mean, like everything I've done with my business, self-taught. What I've done with ghostwriting, self-taught. So I get online and I'm like figuring out how to do um, lives and, you know, like how to maneuver them. I set up a, a format and I started with my best friend and it went amazing. And like while she's telling her story, she started crying and then I started crying. and then. After her interview, had people reach out to me. Thank you so much for featuring this. I really needed to hear that. And her story was not like, you know, she was in this the sex slave trade for 20 years and got out. Her her interview was based on the fact that she had lived her life for everybody else for years and decided to stop doing it. Yes. So basic is that, right? Yes. The amount of responses I got, I'm like, These are the type of stories that everyday people are dealing with and they want to know you're not alone. Mm. Somebody's either in the middle of it, they're coming out of it, or they're getting ready to come in it. Mm. And when you hear something that you're going through that somebody else is going through, it takes away the stigma. It takes away the shame, the guilt, and the feeling that I got to hide this. Mm. So once I did that first one, I got so much energy because I'm learning. I'm like, oh man, if nobody gets anything from this, I'm just going to do this for me because this is my classroom. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this, I'm I'm growing. So then it started with me just contacting friends and getting my friends on. And then after that, it became people reaching out to me to get on my show and then people referring other people to me. So at this point, I mean, I've, I've interviewed a few people from all over the world, you know, like one guy, he's walking thousands of miles for peace across Europe. Another guy who found himself in a, um, practically a landfill in the Philippines and decided to, to dedicate his life to helping these like children who are living in, in landfills in the Philippines, like mm-hmm. just people with phenomenal stories that you're not seeing on the news, but they're living it. And they're, um, they're overcoming so many, so many obstacles in their life. And those are just the types of stories that I highlight as much as possible. And it's really just to remind people like what's possible, these gifts within themselves, these treasures to own the influence that they have, the value that they have to give to the world. Like they're their own gifts. Like there's no judgment on, you know, if you see a, someone, a sports star, you know, earning millions of dollars because they've developed their capacity to do that. And, you know, they're always on TV and all this kind of stuff. Like just because they demonstrate what's possible doesn't mean you have to do what they did. Like we can still be an influencer, an inspiration, contribute, share our wisdom, share our journey. And um, yeah, just like really connect with people and shine our light in their lives and give them permission to share whatever they're going through to to like embrace their humanity. I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with is to embrace their humanity and their emotions and like they feel like they can't just be. And I think that interviewing people like you're doing is just giving people permission to say whatever your passion is, whatever your walk of life is, it's perfect. Now, how do you yeah. how do you understand yourself more? How do you show up as the best version of yourself in the pursuit of wherever you're at? Yeah, um, I do. I do a, a interactive workshop, so it's called "Free Your Story, Free Your Life." And one of the things that I have them do is we create a timeline of their life, mm-hmm. and the timeline is just what major events do you remember? And mm-hmm. they can be triumphant, they can be embarrassing, they can be low moments, mm-hmm. and um, after they create their their timeline, 
I have them go through and identify what were some of your most traumatic moments. And next to those traumatic moments, I have them put a star. Hmm. And I said, so then from that point forward in the seminar, we don't call our trauma traumatic moments. We call them star moments. Because what what I believe is that the things that we are usually the most ashamed of and our places of greatest pain are usually the places that we are tasked to teach from. That's usually where our, that's where our life's message is. That's where we're learning the most, Mm -hmm. right? So like in my moments of greatest failure and in my moments of deepest trauma, like starting over and coming to St. Pete and losing everything was extremely traumatic. That whole event was very traumatic. But in the midst of that, it pushed me to learn more about myself, to learn about forgiveness, to learn about relationships, like everything that I lost. It's like it, it slowed down my life. It made me really take stock. It made me ask myself hard questions. I mean, like those were, those were some of the most powerful moments of my life. And so much of what I teach and what I believe comes from those moments because mm. I had to, I had to stop. I had to learn. I had to grow. Even with um, with my dad's passing, he passed very unexpectedly. It was any death is traumatic, you know, but it was just the details of it were very traumatic. Mm-hmm. And it was and still is one of the most difficult journeys that I've ever had to take. Grief is one of the most difficult journeys. But when I tell you that I'm not the same person today that I was over a year ago when he passed, because I've been forced. It's, it, it puts you in the fire of learning to like really examine yourself, the world, look at life from a different perspective. Yeah. So I think sometimes people discredit the most important parts of their story. Mm-hmm. Like they think a story is only validated when you, you can share the perfect moments of your life, when you can share the big, the big learning moments in your life, when really the things that usually offer us the most value are the lowest moments are the moments that we're not the most proud of, but those are really what make us human and what make it really was what makes me connect to you anyways. Cause I don't get a life of pure perfection. I don't resonate with that at all. (laughs) I resonate with your failures. I resonate with your downfalls and your embarrassments and and the things that you aren't the most proud of. I resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it's hard to get people to open up about those things, those uh, traumatic moments? Is it difficult or would you say you're a natural, so to speak, or it's easy for you to create a safe space for them to share that? So, um, yes, I feel like it's, it's, it's easy. I don't want to say easy. I find that people, sometimes people are just waiting for you to give them permission. Mm. And I think one way one of the best ways to give people permission is to um, to be the first one to to be vulnerable, which mm-hmm. I think is sometimes difficult for people, especially. And I tell this a lot to people who hold any form of leadership role or they influence in any sort of way. I always say that when a leader fails to be a student anymore, mm-hmm. you lose touch with the people that are following you you become irrelevant because now it's like this, I'm here, I'm up on this level and you're down here and it creates this like intimidation, you know? But every time I talk to people, um, specifically when I'm doing workshops or creating an environment for people to share, um, I usually make it a point to share a, a lot about myself so that they know it's safe here. Like it's safe for you to be you here and that there's a lot of freedom that comes with it. And I think sometimes, even in personal relationships, you cannot, you can't ask something of somebody else that you're not willing to give first, mm. you know? So like vulnerability is so important in any story, in any any connection that you have. Um, but when you are able to do that first, you give the other person permission. You say, this is, this is the type of environment that I'm, I'm going to create. I'm not going to wait on you. I'm going to create it because I don't feel comfortable in inauthentic environments where we have to fake it and pretend mm-hmm. and, and hold pieces of ourselves back. So let me be the vulnerable one and let you know it's safe here. 
for you to be you and for you to share whatever you feel necessary to share. It's powerful. I think that people are trying to live up to an incredibly high standard, that, that perfection, you know, trying to constantly be there and going back to the humanity, just allowing themselves to express that. Um, but I also love what you do as far as helping people to write it down, to get it outside of themselves so they can become more objective towards it. They can release it like like you said you did, you know, and, and really get power over their story to free themselves from their story, from the from the prison that they've, you know, mental prison that they found themselves in so that they can create a new story. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, um, I have a lot of my clients when we're, when we're first doing the, like the planning process of their story, mm-hmm. I have them talk out so much of their story first, because there's a difference between when somebody just writes as opposed to when they're just talking. Right. So if mm-hmm. I'm just talking to you right now, mm-hmm. it's stream of consciousness as it comes here, it comes out here. Right. Um, and I'm not, not overthinking it. I'm in the moment and I'm talking. But if you were to email me these questions and I now have to sit down and write, it's going to take me much longer. I'm going to question myself. I'm going to like go back, try to make it perfect, you know, whatever that looks like. And I stumble, I stumble with it. So a lot of times when I'm, when I'm taking people through the process of their story, however they're doing, if they're writing a book or if they're in one of my workshops or if I'm coaching them, I have them do a lot of talking. I just ask questions and I just let them flow. And what I have found so amazing is that people, people will say something out of their mouth and they'll be like, Whoa, I never, I never said that before. Mm. I never, I never thought of it that way, you know? Um, and that's, that's a very powerful thing. Cause you know, like I said, it's the same thing, writing it and speaking it. You've lived it. You've experienced it, but sometimes you haven't let yourself feel it. You haven't even let yourself acknowledge it. I grew up in a home where it was like something happened to you. You had a window of time to talk about it and to, to cry. And it was a short, it was a small window, right? Small. And then once it was done, man, you better get over it. Shove it down. Keep it moving. Life keeps moving. And, you know, nothing. Um, like I said, I honor, I honor my upbringing. But I feel like, and I feel like that's a testament to how a lot of people grew up is that you don't give yourself time to really like feel what you've been through and reflect on what that's caused in you. Mm. What, what, how has that impacted your, your current situation? How has that impacted your past? And then undealt with how will that impact you moving forward? Mm. And it, it can just be a matter of a conversation and it's, it can be so simple. Like, I was helping a, a friend with a, she had to write a narrative for a college essay. And one of the questions was talking about something in your life that has happened that you misinterpreted and you were able to see it from a different perspective. Hmm. And when she was talking, she just kept saying, I don't, nothing really significant's happened in my life. I haven't really done anything great. And I said, well, let's talk it through. Let's start. Let's start in high school. What was high school like? Well, you know, high school, I did okay. And then when I got out of high school, like I tried this and I failed. And then I tried this and I quit. And then I tried this. And then she said, and now, you know, now I'm starting school. And she said, I I just, I feel like I failed. I'm a failure. I said, well, let's, let's just pause there. I said, because that, that's not what I'm hearing. I said, what I'm hearing is that you knew yourself well enough that you were in situations and you saw this isn't for me. So I'm going to quit. I said, you didn't put yourself in a situation and make yourself stay because you were trying to please everybody else. You know, you, you tried a career and you thought, man, this isn't me. I'm going to quit. I said, so what you see is failure, but what I see is courage. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just a matter of talking out your story and looking at it from a different perspective. You know, and like seeing like, man, if I had, if I had stayed in that career that I thought I failed at, right? Mm-hmm. If I had stayed there, what would my life be like now? Was that a failure or was that a strategic move in which I was being true to myself? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, it's a matter of talking out your story and allowing yourself to see it from a different perspective. And once again, taking those traumatic moments and saying, 
Now it was painful, but man, that was that moment I needed because then that moment took me here and then it took me here, you know? So it becomes, it becomes a very therapeutic, um, therapeutic exercise where by the time we're done, she's in tears because she's able to see at, before we had that conversation in her mind, she had no, she had nothing to speak of in her life that was a success or that was worthy of writing. But 10 minutes after just talking out her story and shifting her perspective and really seeing her life for what it is and celebrating where she's at, now it's, wow, mm. I have been through some things. I have, I should be proud of myself. I have, I have wisdom and experience and knowledge. So that's a big part of, of working through your story as well is just being able to talk it out. Yeah. And it's, it's having a safe space where that can happen, right? Like yeah. for me, it's having coaches, seminar rooms have been really great for me as well. Like being in a community in a container where I felt safe and yeah, some people might disagree. Some people might blah, 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 but I'm going to share my truth because it's important for me to just communicate what's on my heart, what's on my mind. And if I'm like filtering myself in at like everywhere, then I will never be able to be my true authentic self. So it's to get that practice, find people around us who we can just be ourselves with and share the uncomfortable stuff, share the stuff that we're ashamed of. You know, I, I, I've really made it a point to be like authentic, especially with, with coaches and people who I'm, I'm working with at a deep level and like share it all. Like I'm I'm just going to let it loose. That's why you're here. That's why you are in my space. That's why I attracted you because you're the perfect person at the perfect time to be sharing this with, you know, and and just yeah. to give ourselves permission and not like be so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Like I'm never going to read the Twilight series. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not you're never going to see me with a Twilight book in my hand. Nope. I'm not interested in that. That does not connect with me. Yeah. And I tell people the same thing when they're sharing their story. Mm. Everybody's not your audience. Like the things you say in certain environments, some people are going to say, wow, mm. that was amazing. That changed my life. And other people might ridicule you for it. Like when I released my book, there was a lot of my own personal story that people did not like. I mm. had, I had people call me and, and they rebuked me and they told me I shouldn't have written the book and they were a Offended. They were offended by what I shared. And I remember, you know, when you're releasing your story, it's like your baby, you know, and you don't want someone to say your baby's ugly and they don't <laughs> like your baby. So it broke my heart. And then I was like, should I have said it? And like, I'm questioning myself and I'm questioning, did I write it wrong? And I so questioned myself until I started to learn this that everybody is not going to value your story for a variety of reasons. Some people, maybe they just don't connect with it. Some people maybe are struggling with their own truth mm -hmm. and your truth reminds them yeah. of what they need to address. And instead of them looking within, they choose to get angry in the exterior so that they never have to address them. It's wow. easier for me to attack other yeah. people yeah. instead of look at my own self. So sometimes your story acts as a mirror to other people. And then you have times when you share your story and maybe your story includes other people and they get offended, but that's okay mm. because my story is my perspective. So if I told a story about me and my sister, right, it's going to be my perspective on how my sister acted, her role in that experience. Yeah. And then she could come and tell the same story from her perspective, and the two stories can look extremely different. Yep. That doesn't make my story any less impactful, and it doesn't make her story any less impactful. It's mm. my story. I get to own it. I get to tell it. Mm. So I think that's another like key because so many people get fearful when they share their story because they're like, my story involves people and situations and circumstances. All of ours do. Yep. And what we have is our experiences and our perceptions. Mm. And when I release it into the world, I can't control how everybody's going to react to it. That's on them. Yeah. They have to deal with that. Mm. You know, like I'm, this is, this is my perception. And just because they have a different perception on that same experience, well, that's theirs to have. And that's okay. Mm. The most important thing is just owning your story without having to think about how everybody else is going to perceive it. And, how everybody else is going to respond to it. That's not your job. Your job is just to share your story. Let it go out as it will. 
Those who need it will will hold on to it. And those who don't, it'll make them mad or they'll let it go. But either response Mm. is not your responsibility. Your only responsibility is to share. That's right, Amy. This is this is gold. I want to wrap up with like, what is the the call to action for people to share their story? Like, how do they do that? How do they take those next steps? So, um, first of all, I think people need to know that your story should be the driver behind everything you do. Mm-hmm. Like, your story is the driver behind your career, behind your relationships. Like, it's it's essential um, to figure out how your story is playing a role in every area of your life. So there's so many areas that you can go with, with your story. But um, I think a major thing is, is that um, writing a book and because we live in a society now where it's so easy, it's so easy to write and publish a book. You can do it for like cost efficiency is just amazing. And Mm. you can do it to the point of having it on Amazon. So I would say if you are a person that has said, consistently, I really want to write a book. I know, like, you know, you have this pull inside of you. You know that there is a story inside of you that you need to share and you've just been sitting on it. I would just encourage you to take the next step, whether it be to contact me or contact a coach, somebody else, somebody you know. It's your responsibility. We need it. You you owe the world that that story that's gnawing gnawing on the inside of you so writing a book um if you don't want to tackle a whole book start with writing blogs you know there's online platforms you can do blogs you can do long form posts in your facebook you can do videos on igtv all of this for free figure out how you can just start chunking your story and just talking sometimes it's just a matter of talking your story out um so I think those are those are two major things. Like definitely if you if you want to write a book or that's something you're interested in, take the next step. Stop stop allowing yourself to question yourself out of it and having to know all the answers. It's okay to say I don't know and it's okay to ask questions to figure out what those next steps will be because it's easier than you think. Mm-hmm. Um and just making sure that you're sharing your story as many in, in as many avenues as possible. Yeah, 100%. Amy, this is gold. I know there's people out there who want to share their story more, who want to find out more about your show that you do and how to get in contact with you. So let's let them know uh, when your show is, how to find it, and how to get in contact with you and take those next steps. Okay, so um, my show goes live on Facebook Mondays, Wednesdays, or Fridays. You just... You just have to pay attention. I do a, I do a promo. I do a promo night before, um, so it'll say it on my Facebook page. And my Facebook page and my IG is Amy Kocheck. Yeah. Uh, so you can follow me there. You can look up my um, my business page, Amy Kocheck Creative. I also go um, put my clips of the interviews there, and I also have a um, YouTube channel, Amy Kocheck. Mm-hmm. So all of those things have the interviews on them. So even if you miss the interview live, I upload all of the interviews to my YouTube channel on Amy Kocheck. I do, I do clips on my IGTV. Um, so yeah, that's a way to get in contact with me to just consume the interviews. If you have a story that you want to tell and you want to share, please contact me. I'm always looking for people to feature. If you know someone, you can refer someone to me for the story. Um, so we can do that. And then just contacting me in general through my Facebook and IGTV is Amy Kocheck. Boom shakalaka. Everyone follow and connect with Amy at Amy Kocheck, and that's A-M-Y-K-O-C-H-E-K. And uh, definitely send an email to Amy if you want to find out more about her services or contact her on any social media. And her email is yourstoryservices at gmail.com. Get in contact with her. And Amy, thank you so much for setting people's stories free in the world so they can heal, inspire and move people to be their best selves. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for this opportunity and this um, platform that you do and what you do. So amazing. Um, So best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. I see a lot for us moving forward. We're doing similar things. So I see a ton of, uh, you know, synchronicity and synergy. So I'm sure this is just the beginning, Amy. Have an amazing day and we'll see you soon, okay? You too. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. 
Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.